Hey, this is Gengar Greasy, and you're listening to the Poke Tower Podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 130 of the Poke Tower Podcast. I'm your host, Gengar Greasy. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today. The thumbnail. I mean, look at this thumbnail. Eh, I mean, red, down arrow, right? It looks scary. Um, I don't really look at it like that. It's just what it is right now. Uh, we're going to be talking about it today. How the market overall is down for TCGs. Um, and it's, it's actually a good thing for us when you look at the stats. Um, so that's what that is there for. Don't be afraid. I don't think the hobby is going anywhere. I just think it's a good thing to talk about. It's a good time for collectors. So little clickbait. It is what it is. Um, I'm trying to think if I have anything else. We got a lot to talk about today. You guys liked the, um, the more in-depth analysis that I do on like price charts and things like that. Um, so you can expect to see more stuff like that on this podcast. Um, that's my favorite thing to look at because that, that kind of takes your emotion out of it. Um, when you look at the stats of certain cards and how they perform versus like, I need it and I want it. Uh, and how do I say this? You know, the, the poor man and all of us, right. will say, it doesn't matter what it costs. If you like it, get it right. And I, I agree with that, but you should always be smart with your money. <clears throat> you should always be smart. You should always try and get the best prices possible for your cards. It doesn't matter if you're going to sell it later doesn't matter if you're going to keep it for the rest of your life. Why would you buy something for $10,000 when you can get it for 2000 Those are the types of things you should be thinking about. You should always challenge the way you think. Um, and these charts and price analysis of cards, although it might be annoying for some people, they're like, I just want to collect. I don't care. If you got into the habit of budget collecting, saving your money, making those purchases when they make sense, you actually might have more in your collection. So that's something to think about as well. Um, what was the other thing? Oh, we debuted our new show. We debuted a new show called The Pokey Tower After Hours. That is a YouTube exclusive airing every Sunday at 7 p.m. Central. It did really well. Um, you guys seem to like it. It's, it's, a, it's definitely not like this podcast where we talk numbers and we talk about the hobby and we talk about collecting in general. It has nothing to do with that. But you guys really liked it, and it kind of goes back to my original TikTok days. So I'm excited for it. Um, We'll see if we can keep it going. It's It's been fun. And, um, you know, I like to challenge myself making new content and doing things that I enjoy. I have to enjoy it. Otherwise, I won't do it. Um, that's kind of why this podcast is 130 episodes deep. I like doing this. this. is what I do all the time, right? So, the Poke Tower After Hours. It's on my YouTube channel. Check it out. Episode one was this past Sunday. And uh, episode two will be this Sunday at 7 p.m. Central. Those drop. I'm going to try and do them every Sunday night. I was thinking about doing Friday nights, but we do the box breaks like at the end of the month every Friday. So we would only get like three episodes a month. I didn't want to overload. So I was like, okay, let's do, we got podcast Tuesdays. We have occasional box breaks on Fridays. And then we got Pokey Tower after hours, Sunday nights. Pretty cool, right? It'll cheer you up right before your work week. Okay. That's enough on that. Let's get into the TCG battle royale this week. Here we go.
I'm going to keep the TCG Battle Royale short and sweet this week because nothing's changed except the numbers. Um, we're, we're in that lull right now where everything's been out for two, three, four weeks, maybe a little bit longer, uh, but nothing is really fresh. And you can kind of see that based on the prices today. Number one this week, sticking with Dragon Ball, super power absorbed. Leaning more towards the collector boxes. Uh, I, I still think the retail boxes are pretty cool, but the collector boxes are what is up this week. Those boxes are up to $650 a pop. When we started covering this, they were around 300 So those have over doubled since then. And that's because you got the hologram of uh, Super Saiyan 3 Goku Universe at stake. That's the newest rarity they introduced. And that card is, I think there's only two for sale on, on TCG Play right now for about 4000 bucks. Box prices for the retail box are down to $69.89. That's still kind of high for Dragon Ball Super. Um, usually lower 60s, high 50s is kind of like where they where they go. I don't think this is going to happen just because of the hype around the set all around. Still good good cards, cool cards, collectible cards. Like all those things are still in there. Um, why is this light? Gosh, these lights are killing me. There we go. Uh, top four cards in the set come out to 7912 that's kind of skewed because you have the Gokus at 4,000 on TCG player. Those may not sell, right? Um, you're probably going to see more closer to like 3,000, but we use the TCG price, so that's what it is. 17 cards in the set that break the $15 price point. Um, that's maybe one or two less than last week, but uh, I was hoping this stayed above 20 because, I mean, you have two different sets here, essentially. You have the retail box and you have the collector's booster, and you only have 17 cards between both of them that break the $20 or $15 price point. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, that could really hurt this set in the future. Uh, but again, people are opening this stuff like crazy. And what happens when you open this stuff like crazy? The chase is the only thing that keeps value. Everything else just goes to hell because there's so much of it out there that's been opened. All right. Number two this week. I'm sticking with Yu-Gi-Oh! Maze of Memories. Case prices are the same. Box prices went up a couple bucks to $63.99. Top four cards in the set come out to $527. Gate Guardian is now pushing that over $40 range. Uh, Black Luster Soldier, Legendary Swordsman, he's still, he's above, you know, uh, 50, 60. He's around there. He kind of came down a bit. The Elemental Heroes is actually kind of holding steady, 60 plus, which is pretty good. Um, I want to say there was another one. Oh my gosh. Uh, something Chimera. Oh my gosh, I forgot the name. Um, the Chimera card, though, that's a collector rare as well. That was actually pretty meta and was the secret rare that was in Battle of Chaos. It was like a $60 card at one point, and this collector rare is kind of showing that same thing. So if you happen to get one and you're not going to collect them, just get rid of them because players are using him. Baron still up there, you know, really expensive. I think 125 bucks. So you can get one Baron for the price of two boxes. Um, yeah, it's 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 the better looking set out of whatever everything else we got this week. It's still kind of fresh. Um, I, I still think this is going to be one of the better received collector rare sets because the collector rare sets don't do too hot. Some do like King's Court, Toon Chaos, Maze of Memories. That's pretty much all you need to know for collector rares right now. All right. Number three this week. Digimon Dimensional Phase. Case prices are still the same at $719. That didn't move at all. Box prices are down $77.99. Top four cards in this set are down $609. Uh, and the, the gold cards are starting to settle in. So you got the Mastamon, 200 plus. You got um, the Machine Jermon, 100 plus. And then you have the All Force Vigermon. He's just chilling at 75 bucks. Um, 
man, you know, it might be it might be time. You probably you might be able to wait another week or so and see if that all force just keeps, you know, maybe drops into the sixty nine, sixty eight dollars. But I mean, it's cheaper than a box right now. Cheaper than a box. So I think if you're an all force guy, that's just that still makes sense to me. Um, and we won't really know. We won't really know the the rarity or the prestige behind this rare the rarity, right? We won't really respect it until it's came and went, and then it'll be too late. So um, I still think it's a good it's a speculative play because these aren't the strongest characters. I think All Force Vidramon's still a great character, but uh, you know, you could buy it seventy five bucks and then go down to fifty bucks in a couple months. It that could happen. It could also go up to over a hundred dollars again. Um, I'm not sure where to, this is the first time we've seen these gold rares. Um, really depends if they do it again. You know, all this different stuff. So it's definitely a speculative play. That's why I haven't bought any myself. I've been on the fence with it. Number four, Pokemon Scarlet Violet EX. I know it's the newest set here, but it's just not performing well. Uh, you got case prices at six ninety, box prices one twenty two. Uh, top four cards in the set come out to $213, which is down quite a bit from last week. And only nine cards in the set break the $15 price point. Those are all going to be your hyper rares, your special illustration rares. Like that's it. So, and you basically get one to two per box. Like you're going to get, you might get one hyper rare in a box and you might get two special illustration rares. So you, you buy a box for 120, you're going to come out with maybe, maybe 80 to 90 bucks of value. Maybe. And that's if you're pulling like the Miriam and one other good card. If you're not pulling Miriam, you're out. You know what I mean? Um, the Miradon, though, I like the Miradon uh, EX, the special illustration rare. I really like that. Um, it came up quite a bit. It went from 35 to 55. So it's the number two card in the set now. I like that. I also like the promos. The promos are doing really well. Um, and, you know, it's kind of ironic, right? Like the set isn't too hot. The set isn't doing too well, but the promos are doing well. The the ETB promos are pretty solid. I think they're sitting around 30 bucks. That's that's cool. I don't it's only been 2 weeks, so we really can't say much, but uh promos usually don't do that well. Um you know what I mean? Like they do well before the set releases. And then set releases and like everyone has one and they're just gone. But the artwork on them is actually pretty respectable and people like them and they're they're being received well, so I'm hearing that they're also being destroyed. Like a lot of people are getting destroyed promos inside their ETBs. So that could be, you know, part of the reason why the supply is a little bit lower. I mean, I think it's negligible, but it could happen. Um, Scarlet Violet EX, number four, you know, I was watching a podcast um, uh, with uh, Pokey Knowledge and Cool Trainer Ryan. And he was saying, you know, Ryan was saying that Scarlet Violet, you know, that this era is going to be the death of Pokemon. And it very well may be. I think... I think the games, the games could end up being more profitable. Like the video games could end up being more profitable than the cards themselves. Who knows? You know what I mean? Um, who knows? I think when I think of this set, Scarlet Violet EX, and then I think of Sword and Shield base, I was more excited for Sword and Shield base. Um, I feel like them removing the rainbows. I know people were tired of the rainbows, but... Um, it was a different time with Sword and Shield. I remember, you know, you pulled a Rainbow Snorlax or a Rainbow Lapras. You were like, oh my gosh, this is sick. Um, you know, and they're not worth much now, but I feel like they need another rarity. Because now it just feels like you have, you either pull an alt, you pull an alternative art in a special illustration, 
or you're not getting jacked. And it feels like things are, you know, even though they're easier to pull, there's just less out there. You know what I mean? Um, it, that's what it felt like to me. Like, you know, if I open, let's say I open a box of, of Astral Radiance, right? I get a gold card, I get a rainbow, and I get an alt. Like, oh, that's pretty cool. You know what I mean? Now, you open Scarlet Violet EX, you're going to get two special illustration rares, and you might get one gold. It just doesn't feel like you're getting a variety. Um, I don't know how to explain it, but that's, that's kind of how I feel. We'll see how it ages. You know, I think it's too early to call it, but it's definitely the worst set out of the four. I wouldn't buy any right now. Um, it's just going to keep dumping from here. All right. That is your top four this week. Dragon Ball number one, Yu-Gi-Oh! Everything stays the same. Everything stays the same. Moving on to Pokemon this week. Here we go. All right, you see here the Pokemon index is down. If you don't know what an index is, the index is basically a marker of value that kind of shows the economics of a specific market you're looking at. And uh, looking at the Pokemon index, um, it, it's down. It's down quite a bit um, from actually, you know, I, I didn't even realize this, but uh, 2021 was actually the best year for Pokemon ever. It wasn't 2020. A lot of people thought 2020 was the year, right? So this marker right here, 1025, that was right around the time, right here. This was right around the time Logan Paul popped off. And the index was about 20K. Then it hopped up to about 32K in the index. Um, now we're down. We're down below Logan Paul era right now. Um, and we'll go ahead and take a look at that, and I'll show you what I'm talking about. All right, here we go. So here is, is this going to, where's my web link? There we go. Here is the Pokemon index, as you can see, over the last two years. So it is 2023. So from 2021, uh, April 2021 to today, 2023, uh, we are down 32%. The market is down 32%. If you look at the one-year mark, we're down 13%, which isn't, that's not too bad. That's, um, that's just a bad year. That's what that is. That's not, this was more concerning, the two-year, right? So you basically doubled that in two years. And then you look at the all-time growth here. As you can see, uh, 2020, here you go, March 2020, COVID era, right? We were right around here. This is the Logan Paul era, and this was post-Logan Paul in 2021. So the Pokemon index is down. Um, I mean, we are, we're seeing prices that, that were basically similar to, where are we at here? October, October of 2020. Before Logan Paul popped off. Um, it's pretty crazy. Uh, I think, and it, this isn't like to be like, oh, Pokemon's crashing. I mean, it's still stupid high compared to even 2020. Um, I think worst case scenario, this could, we could see Pokemon drop down to right about here. The June 2020 prices, kind of like right around here in, in index. Um, you look at the sales volume. This was kind of interesting too. Over the last two years, you can see the sales volume is down quite a bit, um, down to 26K today, and it was 26K in 2021. So it, like from day to day, it hasn't, or from year to year, it hasn't even moved. Um, but you can see that the trend is down. And there you go right there. So here you go, 2021, and you can see each peak is getting lower and lower and lower. Um, so Pokemon is, is on a downtrend right now. Um, let me see what the other uh, thing is here. I, just, I think what, what I, well, I wanted to show this to you guys, though, because 
this is part of the reason why I've been sharing like the dark Charizard stuff, right? We look at the dark Charizard. We looked at Charizard prices before that. Uh, we could look at any card really. Um, but most cards are down and, uh, in the big picture. And that's why I've been buying Charizards, right? So I bought the PSA seven a while back, like th three, four weeks ago. We've got a PSA eight, you know, two, three weeks ago. I just bought a Stormfront Charizard for 600 bucks and a PSA nine. You can buy them raw for 600 bucks. So like he was just way underpriced. Um, I think the current listed, the best one listed right now is, is like 1100 bucks. So we got the Stormfront Zard, which is the same exact art as the base set just updated. Um, I thought that was a great price. And, and this is the type of stuff I'm looking at right now. It's like, it's buy time. You know, and, and things could drop even more. That's not, I mean, you look at the last three months, we're at about a percent gain. So there's really, in the short term, we're not showing, like we're pretty much flatlined in the short term is what I'm saying. So it's kind of like a safe time to buy. Um, but if you look at the, if you look at, Compared to 2021, we're down quite a bit. And that's where I was like, oh, well, you know, I'll go ahead and buy up the people that bought in 2021. Sure. And, and it, it, it could drop even more on me. But uh, I, I feel safe now because you can kind of see how things have flatlined. Um, it's not a, we're not in a massive dump. You can really see like drop, drop, drop. And then it kind of just, now the drops are getting a little more steady. And I like that. That's kind of why I want to buy <clears throat> again, I have a, I have a poll on Spotify. Anything you guys want me to check out, you just fill out the little poll on Spotify. What do you want me to talk about next? We will cover it. Um, that's something that is on Spotify only, or you can send send me an email at the poke tower podcast at gmail.com. I will go ahead and cover whatever you guys want to talk about, but that's it for Pokemon today. The index is down about 32% over the last two years. I think decent time to at least start adding stuff to your watch list. You know, maybe maybe you get another 5% drop with that. I think, you know, you're getting really good cards for cheaper prices. I mean, I'm buying I'm buying base Charizards graded for the price of raw ones. And that that wasn't happening a while back, right? It was the other way around. You had to buy raw and upgrade by grading at PSA, right? It was a risk you had to take. Now, people are just letting them go. So um, maybe it's not the time for you to buy right now, but start thinking about that stuff. Okay. Moving on to Yu-Gi-Oh! this week. We're talking about the Blue Eyes White Dragon Market. Where is my slide? There we go. Blue Eyes White Dragon uh, from Starter Deck Kaiba. And you can do this for any Blue Eyes. I, I use Starter Deck Kaiba because there's a lot of sales information behind it. Um, and specifically, First Edition. First Edition is down quite a bit. And I think this is... If you were if you grew up playing Yu-Gi-Oh, this is a staple card that I think most people would love to have in their collection. Um, so that's what we're doing. We're taking we're doing another little analysis here on the Blue Eyes White Dragon from Starter Deck Kaibo. This is from 2002. This uh, man, this card just brings back memories too. I mean, I had my Starter Deck Kaibo stolen out of my backpack when I was a kid. Crazy. I think it was in fifth grade. I brought it to school, went to lunch, came back, it was gone, and I didn't. The crazy thing was is I didn't even tell anyone about it. I didn't even tell anyone it was in my backpack. I just got robbed. Um, but anyways, checking out the Blue Eyes White Dragon. Check out this PSA 8. PSA 8 first edition. Down 61% since 2021. We we're down 61%. People were paying $2,000 for this card in 2021. There was a recent sale at 785 in November last year. 
Not a lot of volume though. You can see there's only 19 sales in the last two years. The average price is about 1200 bucks and someone got one at 785. Um, now you're not going to see a lot of these cards on eBay, like buy it now. I, I already looked. I was like, oh, 700 bucks. Let's do it today. No, um, you're going to have to win these on auctions. So that's, that's the only thing that I kind of noticed because the, the sales volume is so much lower with Yu-Gi-Oh! 19 sales in two years. Um, you're going to get an auction maybe every other month or something like that. And then you just got to shoot your shot. I've, but if you look at the year, you know, PSA 8s are down 25%. People were buying them for a thousand bucks. Someone bought one for seven. Oh, wow. That one's at, yeah, that's 785 recently. <clears throat> look at all time. I mean, yeah, he's on a downtrend. So he peaked in December of 2020, which makes sense. Uh, $2,500 for a PSA 8. Oh my gosh. I mean, down to $700. Could you imagine buying that card for $2,500 and it's worth $800 right now? I mean, based on the last sale, right? Um, now, you can do this for any other grade too. Like, if you, let's say you want to get a seven, you can take a look at the sevens as well. Um, all time, the sevens is up, but let's take a look at the last two years. Look at that. Down 57%. Someone paid $935 for a PSA 7 first edition. Uh, now it's just as low as 400 bucks. And that's kind of where I want to slide in at. Like if I can get a, if I can get a PSA 7 Blue Eyes White Dragon 400-ish, I'm all in. It has got to be first edition though. Because um, these are just insane prices. The only one who has stood strong, and I think this is a testament to why, I, like, oh man, people, people think you're stuck up when you say, you know, I, I want 10s. I want quality. I want, I want the best grade possible. But the truth is the PSA 10 is the only one who's appreciated in value. It's up 41% in two years. So you had a sale in uh, May of 2021 and you had a sale, uh, November, 2022 at 14.5, uh, you know, 14.5, basically $14,500. So 41% change from that time to today. And that's been two years, right? And like, you can look at it's all time. Look at this. He's still on the uptrend. Now, this was an insane sale. Someone bought one for 21K a while back, but you look at the last two years, 41%. Look at the last year, 42%. In the last six months, 61%. Right? So, tens are still the best and safest move you can do for vintage, right? Um, you don't, maybe you don't have to do it for modern. Uh, but I think I think saving a little bit of extra money is always going to be the smartest and best thing you can do. Uh, if if you're a collector that is into things that need to be in the best condition possible, you know, like, and I I don't think it's a weird thing to talk about in trading cards. Some people have an issue with that. They're like, "What's the difference between a seven and a 10? Like, who cares? I I got the card. It's like, well, you know, it's the same thing when you go to a a car show, right? The cars are judged based on the condition that they're in, the way they present. You can't just bring a piece from the junkyard and be like, here it is. It's rare. You know, it's like, yeah, it is, but it's just not in mint condition. Um, and this is anywhere you go, anywhere you go, right? You, you could do, um, you know, any, any sort of antique or, or collectible. You know, that's really the word collectible, but anything that, that has to do with eye appeal People want things in the best condition possible. So the, the whole thing about having PSA 10s and, and ha being an ego thing, it's really not. It's actually just a smart thing to do. I understand that people do 
tie their identities to PSA 10s. You know, they think they're better than everyone, but I understand that that happens. Um, but on, on the same hand, you know, in terms of gaining value in your collection and making doing smart moves with your money, PSA 10 is the way to go. Over the last, I mean, seven sales, it's only gone up in price. So that is a quick look at the Blue Eyes White Dragon market. Um, let me see if I can look at the raw. The raw was interesting, you know, and this is this is why I was like, oh, you should probably buy like a PSA 7, PSA 8 because the raws, the raws are up 90% in the last two years. Over the last year, it's down 25%. Six, in the last six months, though, you got, you know, 300, 348% growth. In the last three months, 500% growth. So people are putting more stock into the raw cards than they are the graded ones. And I just think that they're undervaluing uh, the, the PSA 7s and PSA 8s. That's what I think. Um, I, I think it's just a great time. I mean, look at this. It, it's a great time for buyers, not a good time for sellers. But look at that. In the last two years, 57%. I mean, you can't ask for much more of a discount than that. And you could probably do the same for Dark Magician or any other classic card like that, too. All right, that's it for the Yu-Gi-Oh! market update. Moving on to Dragon Ball this week. Here we go. All right. Dragon Ball this week. You guys saw Goku on the front thumbnail today. He's also going to be uh, featured on today's pod. So we're going to be talking about Son Goku, the Awakened Power, probably one of the most iconic cards in Dragon Ball Super. Um, this was the card that pretty much set that, that ecosystem on fire, right? Like this was the card that pretty much broke it. And then you follow that up with the signature cards, things like that. But this was the one that was a big deal for a long time. Still is. Still a great card. Um, we're going to take a look at how he's been doing lately. All right. Here it is. This is the um, price analysis here for Sun Goku, the Awakened Power. This is a PSA 10. Uh, it's down 58% in the last two years. 58%. So we could, we could safely say that 2021 was probably the peak of trading cards. Um, I don't think we'll see that for a while. Uh, and that's why I think it's a great time to buy. I mean, you could have bought one for 5500 in 2021, or you could buy one last month for 2300 So 58% cut there. Um, you look at the last year, he's down 41%. You look at the last six months, he's down 30%. <laughs> and then the last three months, he's kind of flatlined. So in there's been three sales in the last three months, and they're pretty much all the same. 2300 2200 and 2200 So 2200 seems like a more likely price that you're going to get right now. Um, average price is 2225 you look at the all-time growth. I mean, look at that. He's just down. $5,500 sale. And then, you know, the trend is down. I know that you see this big, this is when it blew up 2020 right here. But uh, you look at the, every peak is getting lower. And you could probably, you know, I think this will probably be like a $1,900 card here pretty soon. But still a great card. I mean, go try and buy a booster box, a tournament in power and try and pull this card. Probably not going to happen. Um, but they're saying he's 18% overvalued. Um, so yeah, you cut off 18%, you know, and that, that's pretty much what, what you're going to get is around 19 something. Um, yeah, I, th let's look at the other ones. We can look at a, we can look at a PSA nine. I bet you these are down pretty bad. 
Oh, even worse than the the tens, I bet. So over the last two years, we're down forty eight percent. You can get a nine now for eight hundred bucks. That's insane. Because I remember when people were trying to get fifteen, sixteen hundred for nines. Oh my gosh. Uh, over the last year, he's down fifty two percent. In the in six months, we're down thirty two percent, basically thirty three. And even in the last three months, you're down 14%. So the nines just aren't holding as steadily as they are. Um, average price is at 930. I would try and get one for 800 for sure. But you might as well just gun for the 10, given how bad it's down right now. I would like, think about it. Let's say, let's say you can buy a PSA 9 right now today for 900 bucks. You get one today. Or you could save another 900 bucks, let's say, a month two months, maybe three months to do that. And you could probably get a 10 for 1900, I bet. And I'd be willing to bet that this one will, this one, this one might come back to life. I think so. It's just a legendary card. I mean, all of these got blue eyes, uh, same thing. Any of the top cards in the Pokemon index. Like I think, I think they're just down right now and I think they'll come back up. Um, but yeah, this is something I'll be adding to my watch list. This is something I'm kind of watching watch and develop and if, if we see an opportunity boom we go get it but right now i've really been been going heavy on vintage pokemon um like you know 2012 back uh that type of stuff um but there you go that's a quick look at goku market he's down everyone's down right now but it's a great time to buy so keep that in mind i know red seems bad but red is red is good for us red is good for the collectors okay all right that's it for dragon ball this week moving on to digimon this week all right digimon we had this question come across the discord a few weeks ago and i i just i've been so busy oops i've been so busy that uh i haven't had time to even cover it um but i think the dust has settled i think i have an understanding of what's going on with this card so we're going to talk about today we're talking about the bielzemon alternate art from the uh Yuzumon starter deck. That's um, it's a basically an alternate art insert that is randomly inserted into these starter decks, and uh, it it kind of caught some people's attention because of the eye appeal. Obviously, it looks awesome, um, but the price as well. This card was selling around like four hundred something dollars at one point, um, and we had to figure out why. I believe it was Conroe. Conroe in our Discord was like, "Hey, can we talk about this?" So we're gonna talk about it uh, and understand what is going on with this card. First thing. Is look at, let's look at the prices. So recently, this is 130point.com. Uh, recently, this card has been selling for 325, 350, 365, 300, 375, 425. Ooh, that guy got got um, 450. So you can see he's he definitely come down from the 400s. He's in he's in the mid low to mid 300s right now, um, and with good reason actually. So this card I found out, you know, it comes from these starter decks. Uh, and it's randomly inserted, but, um, the, the, the general consensus right now is that this card basically gets pulled every one in like, I want to say it was like 48 to like 90 starter decks, right? So people were saying every one in six every one in six displays was kind of the consensus, which is basically eight times six is 48. So every one in 48 boxes, you were getting this Beelzemon. 
Now, something that I thought was crazy. This is absolutely nuts. People are charging $200 for, you know, a set of eight of these, right? If you're looking for that Bielsemann, I mean, do some quick math. You know, if we say, if we say, you know, it's going to take me 48 boxes, right? 48 boxes. You have to buy six of these. So 199 times six, you're talking, you're going to spend 1200 bucks to possibly pull one. This, the smarter move right now is actually just to buy the Bielsemann raw. However, however, I would wait. I would also wait because there's no, there, there is, there's maybe one Digimon card right now in the modern era that has actually held its value for more than a year. So I think you got to wait on this guy. We don't have enough sales information on it. Um, it does appear like it has flatlined, but I bet you we see another drop. I don't think that this card can sustain um, this type of value for you know long, the long term. So I'm saying nine to 12 months from now, this card might be like probably half of what it is right now. Maybe, maybe 180, maybe 200. And I mean, if it's true, one in 48 boxes is pretty nuts. So it, it's, it is a hard card to get. The tricky thing about this is that players also need this card too. And, I, and from some forums that I was reading, they were kind of upset. They're like, man, we got all these collectors buying up these starter decks that we use to build our decks with. And they're just trying to get that stupid Bealsmon, you know, like we need them too. Um, I mean, you can get the standard art, but, uh, you know, some players like to have the bling bling. And that's, that's a pretty sweet card to have. Um, but I just don't think that this can sustain. And, and if you look at the sales history here, it's only gone down. It was in the 400s. It was in the high threes, mid threes. Now we're coming down, you know, you got low threes here and it's back in the mid threes. I think it's going to keep trending down. Um, I wouldn't buy just yet. I mean, it's only been a few weeks. Uh, I think it's too early to make a decision on this card. Uh, it is a freaking nice card though. Like this is the, this is what I wanted Pokemon to do. Remember when I was talking about the violet rares, like, hey, you should make a violet rare, put Mirrodon on an all purple card. This was what I had in mind. But, you know, they didn't do it. Digimon did it. It's a great looking card. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they follow up with this in future starter decks. Might be a one-off thing, which could make it pretty darn rare. Um, but these boxes, I mean, these starter decks are everywhere right now. So, you know, chill. It's, it, there's, there's plenty of supply out there. Now, look, I mean, this guy's got a set of four. So there's 32 boxes right there, 32, 32. You know, like, these things are still out there by the hundreds. Uh, this guy's got eight of them, eight cases. You know, that's 64 boxes right there. So I would wait. Um, I don't think there's any rush to get to this. I think, I think we're going to see cheaper prices in the future. All right. That is it for the Bielsemon news this week on Digimon. Who, what, when, where, why? Why does he cost so much? That's pretty much why. It's, it's, a, it's a randomly inserted card that comes from starter decks, which is interesting. It's a pretty cool idea to do. Probably should have been something in a booster pack. If you really want your booster pack sales to go up, that's how you do it. The starter decks would have sold regardless because players need them. But interesting. I'm not sure how I feel about it, but that, that's, it is what it is. All right. That is it for Digimon this week. Wow, where'd my slides go? There we go. Moving on to Marvel. Here we go. All right. So scrolling eBay today and I found, oh my gosh, I found this box here. 
This is a 2004 Upper Deck Marvel vs. System uh, Web of Spider-Man booster boxes, 2004. What I did is I went on eBay, and I was, I was like, you know what? A lot of this Marvel stuff from the 90s super expensive which makes sense right pokemon from the 90s expensive digimon 90s expensive it's all Yu-Gi-Oh, 2000s expensive i get it uh anything vintage is probably going to be a little more expensive but this is 2004 upper deck uh marvel versus system is a little bit interesting because it's a it's a card game where you can buy you can basically buy boxes of this stuff and it was ready to play you didn't have to build a deck like you could pretty pretty much buy plug and play like right away um, but this booster pack, I thought it was interesting because it was the cheapest Marvel box I could find on eBay. So I went on eBay, typed in Marvel booster box, buy it now, and then went to lowest price plus shipping. And I kept scrolling because they had a lot of Y Schwarz. I'm like, I don't know, damn Y Schwarz. I want something vintage. And this came up for 54 bucks. So this is a vintage box of web, web, you know, Marvel versus systems, web of Spider-Man. And then I got to looking at the cards and I was like, oh, there's some pretty cool cards in here. Uh, so that's what we're going to be looking at today. You can find this on eBay for like 50, 60 bucks, a booster box. And if, you, if you're looking for a cheap rip and you're into Marvel, you want to pull some cool Spider-Man, Venom, Carnage cards. This is actually a pretty decent set. So check this out. This is uh, cardguide.fandom.com. Uh, Web of Spider-Man. They got first edition boxes. So pay attention to that if you're buying. I think that actually kind of means something. Um, this is the sixth expansion of the Versus system. It was published by Upper Deck uh, in 2004. Consists of 165 cards. There's also a parallel foil set. So that's what kind of caught my eyes was the foils that were in here. Um, you can get the regular ones, but the foils look way nicer. <clears throat> you got 55 commons, 55 uncommons, 55 rares, 89 characters, 8 equipments, 15 locations, and 53 plot twists. And these are like... The locations and the plot twist was a way... That's how you played the game. You basically were making a story as you played. <clears throat> but uh, you got Daredevil. You got Black Cat. You got Punisher. Spider-Man. Uh, Dr. Octopus. You got Green Goblin. You got Venom. That's even highlighted. That's funny. Um, you got... Let's see. Scrolling down. Human Torch. Iceman. More Spider-Mans. I think Carnage was in here as well. Yeah, Carnage, Carnage is right there, and you get that in a foil. Like, there's some really cool stuff. Hobgoblin, Mysterio, Sandman, like, a lot of cool stuff, right? Um, but it was the cards that was like, okay, that's kind of sweet. So these are relatively cheap. You can get these cards for a couple bucks. You can get the foils for a couple bucks. But I was searching through eBay, and this is what caught my eye. I was like, oh, look at this. This is a Venom. This is what the foil looks like. Um, and I was like, that's a pretty nice card. And you can actually grade these cards, by the way. There was actually a, um, a PSA 8. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Upper Deck Spider-Man. See, these, these cards are just a couple bucks each. Not really anything crazy. Um, but there's actually some good... Like, look at this Green Goblin. This is actually a good card. I was like, that's sweet. And I've, they're all over the place. I was like, wow, this set kind of has, you know, a couple of bangers in here. This, this box is 159 bucks, but you don't need to pay that much. Um... Let me see if I can find it. Oh, man, I can't find it. But, like, look at this. Look at this Carnage card. That is sweet, you know? Uh, and it's super cheap. I mean, you can buy the card itself for six bucks. 
Or if you're looking for a fun rip, just buy the booster box for, you know, 50 bucks. Let me see if I can find a booster box online right now. People are trying to sell. I mean, look at, check this out. Look at this. You can grade these things. Green Goblin. That, this is from the, I believe this is from the starter deck though. This isn't a booster pool. That specific card. Um, let me go back. Trying to find you guys a booster box. You get the packs for like six bucks. Where the like? I mean, fifty-eight bucks for this for this one right here. First edition box. This guy's got seven of them. So you're looking at like super fun stuff that you want to rip and you're, you're, you you want to do some Marvel. Like look at this. This is a uh, Spider-Man. I believe like these all come in foils too. So it's not like uh you know these are just common cards. Like you can actually get the foils. You saw that guy, he wanted like 40 bucks for that Venom. I don't know if that's the right price, but uh, like this card, this was a pretty sweet card. Like, so you got Symbiote, Spider-Man. Uh, just a really interesting set. And, you know, we're always talking about expensive ass stuff. It's like, well, might as well look at something that's affordable. And I think it's pretty cool. I mean, you get basically you get vintage and you get something old. Um, and that might be something worth looking into. Yeah, super cheap. Here we go. That, oh, that guy wants $159. 75 I saw one for $54. Bucks. Um, you probably just have to organize it by lowest price again. <clears throat> but there you go. 2004 Upper Deck Marvel Web of Spider-Man. Pretty cool um, vintage cards you want to get into. It's, and it's loaded with every character, so that's pretty cool. And there's a lot of expansions of this Marvel versus system, so... We actually opened some. I think Jake Jake sent us a handful of packs for a giveaway a while back, and we got to open those up. So if you want to do some Marvel, low cost, maybe look into which Marvel versus system you can get uh, and check it out. All right. Wow, there's a lot of foils here. Holy cow. Yeah, that Venom card's sick. Look, this guy wants 23 bucks for that. God. Oh, it's a foil. Crazy. Yeah, I'll be taking a look at this. Oh, there's the carnage. That's nice. That's a red foil. That'd be insane. There you guys go. Excelsior this week. Marvel, Web of uh, Spider-Man. That's it. Moving on to sports. Here we go. All right. I totally dropped the ball this week. Totally dropped the ball. Uh, we were supposed to do the championship round of our Major League Baseball Rookie of the Year brackets between Gunnar Henderson and Corbin Carroll. But it's okay. The baseball season's still going. We're, at, we're only one or two weeks in. We can, we can still do this for next week. It's not a big deal. Um, but yeah, I totally forgot because usually I do this on Sunday. I'll do this bracket on Sunday. And I was busy putting out the new show after hours. So I totally forgot. We'll get back on it. We'll put this bracket out and we'll be good to go. So no progress there on the brackets this week. But we are talking about some football. Here we go. Jordan Love. Jordan Love's market is up quite a bit uh, in the last year, which is crazy because this is a guy who hasn't even played. So it's up 200. This is a silver prism uh, rookie card, uh, Panini prism, silver. It's up 246% in the last year. He hasn't even played. Uh, but if you look, what I wanted to show you was this downtrend right here. So he's actually selling for pretty cheap compared to where he's been in the last, let's say, since 
what is that? Uh, February. Since February 2023, he's actually cheaper right now, uh, which is weird because the the trade rumors with Aaron Rodgers to the Jets and things like that are still developing. It's pretty much a done deal. The only thing is the Jets are trying to lowball the Packers. That's the biggest thing. So that could be something that stops him from playing. But everyone, you know, based on this right here, when you see this trend like this going up, that tells me that everyone thinks that this guy's going to be playing pretty soon. Um, so if you want to get into a off-season quarterback investment, Jordan Love might be someone to look at. Uh, I have a few rookie cards myself. I've already sold a few. Uh, and I still have a few, so I'm just kind of, I'm letting him go. I I don't believe in this guy, long term. I think he'll, I think he can have his moments of flash, uh, but I don't think he's going to be an all time great. There's, I just don't see it happening. Um, so when I bought my Jordan Love, I bought him specifically. Uh, I actually pulled a lot of them too, like in 2020. I pulled a lot of Jordan Love. Um, I graded him specifically because I was going to get rid of him. I knew that after Aaron Rodgers leaves, this guy's going to get some hype and I'm going to get rid of him. Um, so I, th I think it's still pretty early. Like, I don't think it's too late is what I'm saying, you know, because in, in February, he started this uptrend based on trade rumors and it's kind of down right now. His last sale was on April 8th for 60 bucks. That's pretty good for a rookie card, you know, silver prism. Um, again, if you don't like the Packers, if you don't like Jordan Love, probably don't make this move but if you if you want a low risk gamble and you want to say hey, I'm going to test out my sports card luck this is pretty one this is a pretty good one to get <clears throat> but yeah overall I think the interest is up for him people have been messaging me on my eBay like hey let me get this card and I'm like buy it then you know what I mean it's only like 30 40 bucks I'm not asking for a ton um but that's because I was pulling these cards you know for a couple bucks back in the day <laughs> all right that's it for sports card. Real short and sweet. Um, I just wanted to give you an overview. Today was kind of like an overview of everything. As you can see, like, you know, overall, the market's flat. It's pretty flat, but it's also down from the last two years. So I think right now, because it's flat, it's actually a better time to buy. Safer time to buy. All right. That's it for sports cards this week. Moving on to Gengar's Grabs. This is our last segment of the day. Here we go. Wow. This isn't animated. Oh my goodness. Wow. This was supposed to be animated. So you guys can't even see who I chose as winners. Oh my gosh. Wow. How is that not animated? Here we go. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Let's see if I can do it. Um, crap. Well. I guess we do it like this. We're going to go backwards this week. We're going backwards. Damn. That sucks. I don't know why I did that. Number one this week. It's going to be Top G. So he's got some magazine inserts um, for DigiBattle. These are, the, these are the last three FX cards here. You got the 8, 9, and 10. Digmon, Flamedramon, Alzimon. And then he's also got the Fox Kids um, introductory series of the tamers um again if you follow if you follow the trends of sports cards i think that this is actually a good good thing to have in your collection i think it's smart like how many magazines are out there and then how many magazines have these cards in good collection like it's just if you're a digimon guy this is something you got to have in the collection I, I think they're solid 
All right. That was number one. Let me see if I can. Oh, my gosh. This is terrible. This is absolutely terrible. Who's number four? Wow, this sucks. I'm so sorry. Okay, number four. We got Matt from Pallet Town. So the reason, this is actually number two. This is the number two spot this week. Matt from Pallet Town bought two starter decks of Digibattle uh, first edition. This is great. So we shared it on, we shared it last week's podcast, you know, like, look at the PSA 10 prices of these non-hollows, right? They're selling 50, 60, 70, 100 bucks for non-hollows. And I was like, you can get these cards pack fresh or box fresh in the best condition that you can get them in, in sealed boxes of these starter decks. And the starter decks sell for $20. You can get all the cards, every single one. Um, so this was huge. And then the holographics are selling for 300, 400 bucks. So it's like, it's super early. It's super early. Once people figure this out, the boxes are going to go back up. Uh, you can bet on it, right? So a couple sellers are going to get catch wind like, oh, Hercules Kabuterimon, first edition, sells for 400 and a 10. Those box prices are going to start, right? Oh, you can get Agumon, 70 bucks. Greymon, 100 bucks. Like, people will catch on real quick. So I think this was a short fuse thing, especially I put it on the podcast. You know how many scumbag Digimon sellers we got that listen to here, listen to the podcast? They're going to list, they're going to hear what I have to say and they're going to mark their prices up. That's why I said it last week without warning. Um, hopefully, you got some starter decks. Hopefully, you can still find some on the internet. I think you will. I think you have a good chance. Uh, but it's cool because Matt, Matt, this was his first um, Digimon per- purchase, and he's going to get all the cards graded, apparently. So I hope you do well, Matt. I hope you grade a ton of 10s. That would be awesome. It would be sick to see an entire starter deck set filled out in 10s. Because these are the cards. This is, this is what I grew up with right here. Like, see how he had two starter decks? That's like, that was me back in the day. It's like, look at this. I got this one, and I got this one. It's like, those are the same cards, bro. I didn't know that, right? But there you go. Uh, first edition starter decks for Digibattle. Look into it if you haven't yet. I don't think it's too late, but don't be surprised. That was number two. Number three this week. I got to go back here. Oh my gosh, this is terrible. This is terrible. Let me see if I can do it like this. There we go. Number three this week is going to be Chris. Chris got a complete inbox. Super Nintendo uh, Star Wars. And I believe this is... Um, I can't read it. That's a 7. A 7 point. Is that a 7.0? It's complete in box. It wasn't sealed. Um, but he's, he's, he's getting, he's getting in, into the graded video game stuff. I mean, he sent off... I think he said he sent off a Kobe Bryant game a few weeks back. Then he got um, this game. He's got all those vintage vintage systems, so looks like Chris is on his way to becoming a vintage video game collector. That's what he likes to do, and that's kind of cool. I love these boxes, by the way. Like, the actual Nintendo boxes are pretty cool. All right, number four this week. Going with Mescalito. Got some uh, Japanese cards here. Charizard. Got some Poncho... Uh, Poncho Pikachu's and a Dark Gengar, which is my favorite. Um, this is one of my favorite Gengar. I mean, Dark Gengar, you have Dark Gengar, you got Expedition Gengar, and Skyridge Gengar. Those are probably my top top picks for Gengar cards right there. I don't know what order, but Dark Gengar is definitely, he's definitely up there. Um, these are solid cards. This is the type of stuff, I mean, besides the Poncho Pikachu's, 
this is the type of stuff I'm looking at right now. We're looking at that vintage stuff. It's underpriced, um, that high rarity, good characters. All the, this is exactly what I'm looking at right now. Number five. He made it twice this week. He's always talking about it. He's always talking about like, hey, I got I got to be twice. Got to make it twice on the on the Gengar's grabs. Well, Chris did it. Um, this is a 30th anniversary Amazing Spider-Man uh, hologram. I believe that's what Chris said it was. Um, he's going hard on the comics and video games. I like that, right? He's like branching out. He kind of already conquered Digimon and he got the PSA 10 Lucimon, you know? So it's like, he's got the highest graded Goldramon, you know, what are we supposed to do? Um, so Chris has already peaked in that aspect. So now he's moving on. He's moving on to comics and video games. It's just cool to see. It's different. I don't, I don't have any comics that I collect, um, but still cool to see. I, I like to see this stuff because it influences, you know, the decisions I make and the things that I do. So thank you for sharing that with us. And that brings us to, look, now it's playing it. There we go. Wow. See how it started animating right there? That was weird. That brings us to the end of episode 130. I am sorry for the debacle at the end. We, we forget, we forgot the bracket, rookie, rookie of the year brackets, and we forgot to animate Gengar's grabs. I knew I was forget some. Probably doesn't bother anyone who's listening, but if you're watching, you're like, oh, that was an eyesore. Sorry about that. Anyways, if you like this week's video, please like, share, subscribe. Join our Discord. It's free. Support the podcast by clicking the link uh, down below. And if you guys have anything you want to learn about, talk about on this podcast, all you got to do is go to our Spotify, fill in the little poll box that says, what should we talk about next? Put in your request. I read them all. All right, guys, that's it for episode 130. I'll see you. Oh, my gosh. I'll see you for my new show Sunday. The Poke Tower After Hours. See you Sunday night. If I don't see you then, I will see you again next Tuesday for episode 131 of the podcast. Peace.